0: Thanks for being with us 131873 that open line number back to calls in just a second uh, but before we go there another big test for the labor government looming the by-election in Dunkley tomorrow now dunkley's to the southeast of melbourne uh, interestingly enough it's named after louisa margaret dunkley she was a campaigner for equal pay for women but she was also a trade unionist and i can bet you there'll be plenty of them on the ground trying to get the labor candidate over the line but this time they'll be matched by people from a new right of centre group, and we certainly saw them proving themselves very effective during the recent voice campaign, and they had a people part of this group advance. Now, we are seeing this by-election happen due to some very sad circumstances, which was the passing of a very popular local member in Peter Murphy. She passed away with cancer. And so the heat uh, the seat, I should say, was held by Murphy. I think the margin 6.3%. So that's the swing that the Coalition are going to need to take it back. Mind you, the Liberal Party and the state of Victoria, it's certainly not been a very happy hunting ground for the Liberals, either at the state or federal level, for quite some time. But what I want to know is what's really playing out on the ground, what's resonating for the voters in dunkley ultimately this is in their hands tomorrow stack will have already pre-polled someone who is a victorian he's on the ground as john roscombe senior fellow from the institute of public affairs he's also associated with this group advanced and he's on the line john lovely to talk with you again
1: great to be with you michael just on that that
0: point about advanced uh, look i mean this is really now the second big test for advance uh, the left of as you wrote recently in the fin review had a stack of, uh, shall we say, third-party groups backing them over the years, NGOs, unions, obviously, get up, let's not forget get up uh, and financially and with manpower, that has given them a great advantage in many, many seats. The Liberals, up until this point, pretty much had nothing. But now advance has come along. You've proved yourselves very successful and effective in the Voice campaign, and you're in the middle of it in Dunkley.
1: Well, that's right, and I think one of the exciting things about advance is that it has involved people who haven't been part of politics before so during the voice referendum there was something like 18,000 Australians who volunteered to hand out how to vote cards supporting Warren Mundine and Jacinta Price many who had not been involved in politics and that's what's being seen in Dunkley Um, you asked about what were the issues in Dunkley and I was there at a fundraiser last weekend and part of the reason so many people are focused on Dunkley is it is mainstream middle Australia it's not a seat like Wentworth in Sydney or Cooyong here in Melbourne it's a seat about 40 kilometres south of Melbourne and it is absolutely mainstream and what people are concerned about is cost of living They're concerned about their power prices. Net zero and whether Australia can afford net zero is coming up time and time again. Uh, Issues of crime are very significant, both at the state level and at the federal level. And and people are just not sure that the Albanese government is listening. But that said, as you mentioned, Peter Murphy was a successful and popular local member and at 6.5%, Uh, the seat was once regarded as medium-safe Labor. So for the um, Liberal candidate to win, an outstanding fellow who's Mayor of Frankston, uh, Nathan Conroy, it's going to be a big ask, but I think both sides are going to think it could come down to the wire.
0: Yeah, which is going to be fascinating to watch tomorrow night. Uh, In in, uh, Labor, they've got uh, the Frankston local by the name, I think, Jodie Bellier. She's up against, as you say, the Liberal candidate, former Frankston City Council Mayor, I think, Nathan Conroy. So... Uh, two capable candidates there. Uh, but the way you describe the whole area of Dunkley, I mean, we keep hearing about this middle Australia. I mean, that's that's open to interpretation, what that really means. But the Prime Minister, certainly in the Treasury, uh, justifying the stage three tax cuts, were talking about how it would benefit middle Australia. Well, here's the first, I guess, political test, whether what we assume to be middle Australia uh, are resonating with the stage three tax cut proposal.
1: Well, you put your finger on it. And again, talking to local campaigners down there from both the Liberal Party and the Labor Party, um, they made a very interesting point to me. They said, John, you know that a lot of people don't know that we have a by-election. So those of us involved in politics, those of us who talk about politics and what happens in Canberra or in Sydney or in Melbourne, uh, sometimes uh, forget that people have day jobs, people have families. Um, people have their loved ones that they're looking after and going to vote in a by-election is the last thing on their mind. So um, what will be important about the weekend is uh, whether people have identified that Anthony Albanese has broken his promise and changed the tax free tax cuts, as he mentioned. And I think it was reported in the papers um, over this week that Anthony Albanese told uh, his party room that not that many people necessarily know about um, the tax cuts. So um, at a time when the last thing people are thinking about is politics, Anthony Albanese and Peter Dutton have been in Dunkley saying you must vote, you must think about politics, and um, whether the two major parties can overcome that indifference uh, is going to be one of one of the tests. And I think a lot of people are reading into uh, the the results on Saturday what they hope will happen, but we don't know at this stage.
0: That's it. Uh, Now, look, obviously both Anthony Albanese and Peter Dutton want to win. Uh, You've been around politics a lot longer than me, John. Who needs the win more in Dunkley on Saturday?
1: Uh, Anthony Albanese. And uh, even if he wins, what will be looked at is the size of the swing. Um, People are concerned um, that Anthony Albanese is out of touch. Um, Warren Mundine used a wonderful line that um, uh, he picked up from the voters in Dunkley, which is, Uh, there's a view that the Labor Party is the party of parties, uh, that the Prime Minister likes to be seen on the red carpet, he likes to be seen at Taylor Swift concerts. Um, Is he actually connecting? And this is what his colleagues are thinking about. Uh, The Voice was decisively defeated uh, in Dunkley. Something like 55% of the electorate of Dunkley voted no. So um, both leaders will need this. um, uh, Peter Dutton... Uh, needs a strong swing to demonstrate that he's resonating with Australians, that even in a state where the Liberal Party hasn't travelled traditionally well, namely where I'm speaking from, Victoria, he needs to demonstrate that some of those seats can be won back. But I think most people would say at the moment the pressure is on Anthony Albanese more than it is on Peter Dutton but both need a
0: good result. Just interestingly, you touched on that point there about Anthony Albanese flying here, there and everywhere to go to different concerts and different events and different sporting events and all the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, that private jet of the Commonwealth is certainly spewing a few uh, emissions, but uh, nonetheless, there's just more than just a bit of the Anastasia Palachets about him at the moment, isn't there, in that respect? And of course, it didn't play well for her.
1: Well, there does seem to be, especially when people are doing it tough. Um, when he is talking about things that are not connected to their day to day concerns. So, um, again, here in Victoria, um, we suffered blackouts a few weeks ago. Our power prices have dramatically risen. You have the Greens talking about uh, banning gas appliances. You have all of these things that people are concerned about that the Prime Minister seems to be a long way removed from. And I think. Um, people are starting to think that maybe the Prime Minister enjoys being Prime Minister too much when he's actually there as the servant of the people and he should be working for the people. And certainly Advance, as uh, it campaigns on the ground, has been making that message very, very strongly.
0: Well, it'll see if it resonates or not. We'll find out uh, tomorrow evening when the numbers start to come in. Just before you go, you wrote, I think, yesterday or this morning in the Financial Review, Australian Financial Review very well, as you always do, but reflecting on the Liberals for a moment, you said that after the defeat of the Howard government, the departure of Parliament of the likes of Peter Costello, Peter Reith, Alexander Downer and Richard Alston, the Liberals ended up politically and intellectually exhausted and it showed... Uh, Have they started to find their mojo again, the Liberals, or are they still somewhat exhausted?
1: I think they've started to find a purpose under Peter Dutton. I think Peter Dutton's leadership on The Voice was very significant. I think Uh, the direction that he's taking the Liberal Party in as a party of working people, of the workers, uh, has been very significant, I think. Also his discussion that he started about whether Australia can afford net zero is important and uh, this will be tested again on, on the weekend because uh, people want a viable alternative to what the Prime Minister is giving us at the moment and, uh, and at the moment Peter Dutton is certainly doing that and the polls are indicating that he's doing that too. So while after the defeat of Scott Morrison, the Liberal Party in the Coalition is a long way behind Labor in the Federal Parliament in terms of seats, um, there are certainly some uh, green shoots um, emerging amongst um, uh, Liberal supporters around Australia, which is very exciting.
0: Good to talk. Thank you, John. I know Victoria's not an easy hunting ground for the Liberal brand at the moment, but uh, perhaps on Saturday they'll have a bit of a crack. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: John Roskam, a Senior Fellow there from the Institute of Public Affairs, always does good work. John, it is 11 to 1.